0: Well, here we are today on Tuesday the 7th of May. We're in this rather nice bird-watching hide on Braden water. My name's Sarah Lowndes, and I'm here with the artist who's going to introduce himself now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My
1: name is Brewer Tidman. I'm a painter. I have a studio in Yarmouth, two studios. Um, And uh, I often come here in the evening I tried to leave, especially last summer when we were Mark Cater, who is also a, p- a writer, a photojournalist that was his profession before mm. now he's got a big studio in in Yarmouth, which i'm part of as well, and we did a project um, and he publishes his books as well <coughs> on Yarmouth, how a painter sees Yarmouth and how a photographer sees it you know yeah. i couldn 't cover all the... Um, I just couldn't cover everything that he does because you go out with the camera, click, click, everywhere, you yes. know. So I took one or two areas which was mostly around the studio itself. Uh-huh. Um. hopefully you'll be able to see some yeah. of the paintings later, but maybe. Yeah, no, okay. that'd be great. All right.
0: Yeah, so one of the things that I was really interested in was that you would born in this area and you'd grown up, although you went to Rackheath for a time when you were Well, mostly raggedy, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you studied in this area, and then you went off to the Royal College, didn't you, in the early 60s? Yeah. But then you came back, didn't you? And so that... I'm back in... I I
1: lived in London quite a while as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I suppose one of the things that really interested me is you've obviously lived in this area and worked in this area for a long time, and there's obviously things about it that... You feel drawn oh, to or respond to? What is it that you particularly like about this area of Great Yarmouth?
1: Well, I, mean, I just think it's beautiful. I think it's, um, we're surrounded by water, Yarmouth, and the light here is fantastic, mm. especially in the evening. There. So, I, and when I was saying when we were doing that project last year with Mark Cater, i try and leave the studio just as the sun was setting, if that's a nice evening, and whiz over here, over to the new bridge. I didn't actually come onto to the broads. But yeah. I drove over, yeah. or I stopped into Asda's car park and had a look from there. But the sun and the and coming off here, the sunset across Braden, absolutely glorious. Um, although I don't paint landscapes really, but yeah. I did, I did use an idea about the landscape or the broads seen here, because we have um, immigrants into Yarmouth now, and i have done sort of war paintings before where there were sort of displaced people yeah. and so I used this setting actually with uh-huh. the sun coming down and the clouds and and I put one or two people on here and called it Displaced People on Braden, oh, okay. <laughs> which actually we're sitting here now, there may be one or two, yeah. you know. I mean just yeah. to
0: mention in this rather lovely bird hide but we've come in and we've seen there's evidence there's somebody rough sleeping in this mm. space which is obviously a kind of poignant indication of some of the people suffering with social deprivation in this area. So, very beautiful area, but with some um, some issues of, as you say, maybe people moving here, trying to find a foothold. But it's been a place that people have been drawn to for centuries, isn't it? So they've come down, um, mm-hmm. as we mentioned before, from Aberdeen, the Herring girls travelling down here, and then subsequently tourism's been a big draw in this area as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's
1: absolutely, I mean, <coughs> excuse me. In the early part, just after the war, I mean, I would know better um, when I came. Because I was born here in Goldston mm. on Bells Road, in my grandparents' little fishing cottage, <laughs> you know, but immediately whisked away to Rackies yeah. after that. So I was actually brought up in Rackies. Till I was nine, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and living on the same road as Colin Self, living on Greenborough Road, which is um, in Lackeys, really, which is now more as part of Norwich, honestly. Yeah, yeah no, so we were
0: talking about that. that yeah. It was in your childhood. It was six miles outside of Norwich, and quite green area, albeit with some remnants of um, World War Two uh, kind of things round about. Um, but now Rackheath obviously is just part of Norwich so it's um, kind of that landscape's yeah. changed a bit too That's right, and going yeah.
1: right from Rackheath into Mousehold yeah. really through into Norwich sometimes it's yeah. like, a, like a country trek really yeah, and yeah. all the prisoners of war were down by the side of uh, which is now um, Hartsey's Estate yes. which was just an empty field, a little airfield on there yeah. and um, the Italian and German prisoners of war used to work on there Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's amazing that you've had that friendship with Colin that stretched from when you were little boys and you're still working and exhibiting alongside each other now. Do you sort of feel that those long associations, those those friendships have been part of what have made it interesting for you to live and work in, in this area?
1: I suppose so, but as I say, I kept coming back. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, I went to... Well, at the age of nine, when I left... Um, I mean, it's a bit of a traumatic story. My <laughs> my, my father came back after the war they got married just before the war I was born in 39 and grew up there and, and I didn't know much it was very it was lovely I, we talked about tank traps earlier yeah. on there was one at the end in the, in the fields yeah. catching newts and f- frog spawn and yeah. dragonfly larvae you know it was incredible and the trees I loved it they are beautiful and then my father came back after the war and of course like a lot of couples I suppose they, they just didn't gel really Anyway, he came in one night when I was nine, and of course my mother must have known things were going on, There's a bungalow. He kicked down the doors at the back, carried a woman in, and we jumped out of them. Bungalow windows at the front, oh my and that's why I came back to Goldston because ah, we came back to my grandparents. Came back to your grandparents, mm. and
0: they took you in, and yeah, yeah, yeah for ah. a little short
1: time, but yeah, until you, you got back in your yeah, feet again. That was a problem. It was only a small, um, you know, yeah. outside loo-, loo and all that stuff. Yeah. Wooden plank with a hole in it, you know. Yeah. but only one hole. We've got a whole family. <laughs> <laughs> whole family. that's a bit, tough <laughs> 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 mm. And yeah. when did you kind of realise that
0: you I wanted sorry. to be an artist? When d- were you always drawing as a child? Well, so it's you this is a strange yeah. thing,
1: you see. I mean, we, my mum had to find work. She had to, I mean, after that, I mean, in those days, everything was in the man's name anyway. Yes. Yeah, it was a real problem. So mm. we were on the road, had no possessions, no nothing. She had to find, like, a house maid for someone in Ormsby. You know, mm. It's awful, you know. Yeah. And then eventually we moved up to Stockport, where oh. her sister, who was eight years younger, yeah. Three boys in between, and then the sister, the girl at each end. So my mum was the eldest, and that sister, yeah. but she'd only just had a baby after met somebody in through the forces. She was in the WAFS, and, uh-huh. uh, and they were living in their in her mother's house mm-hmm. in Stockport, who didn't really want us there, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So in the school but I was I was ill for TB for about a year. I was in the Stockport infirmary, listening mm-hmm. to people dying, and one of those big older, yeah. you know. Um, it was really a Victorian big room where they used to just pull screens, or everyone is one in one big room. Could yes. People coughing and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my mother's you
0: know. mother was in a place like that, and she said that we used to call them the, the rosy apples with the rotten core because they had the kind of flushed cheeks, but the, you know some of them weren't, going to, weren't going to get better. Yeah. But it's actually mm. really interesting. Lots and lots of. Important artists had a period of being an invalid or a convalescent as a child, mm. and it's almost like that having that time being forced to lie in bed Um, you th- it wakes your imagination, and in a way, doesn't it? You've got that interior consciousness. I was that about 10 or 11, yeah. I can't remember.
1: And then eventually I came back to my grandparents, and uh, my mum came back again from Salt Porches she was for Matthew's Bakery, which is a big, big bakery, which was right across East Anglia but based in Galston and um, she worked there and she always had slip discs and things and problems and her doctor who was a local doctor uh, who come back from this area, she was a missionary doctor in India, quite a cultured lady in that, and used to see me drawing. I got a job by then, I left school, got a job for what, two years.
0: What job were you doing?
1: David Greggs in Northgate Street, not far from here, uh-huh. not far from uh, where we are on the broads here. What just kind of business honest.
0: was that?
1: Provisions, it was a bit like um, an early... Um, um, Sainsbury super supermarket, ah. you know, before they became supermarket. Yes, uh-huh. yes uh huh. The long, um, you, you know, the sort of long shop yeah. with, with the marble tops on both sides. Yes. And tiles in the middle, sawdust on the floor. Yeah. Two little bentwood chairs for the old girls to sit on and things you know, like <laughs> you know. that. Mm. So I was there for two years, so you carving ham by hand, cheese and, that, and the old bacon slicer and stuff. You know, oh, wow. pulses into little packets. Yeah. No plastic. No. Well. no it's good. So you yeah. knew
0: everybody, mm. I should imagine. I that did. Everybody that came in and they had their regular orders of how mm. they liked their bacon sliced and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did, actually. And, and they
1: used to have prizes every month. Mm. Greggs, they were a Scottish firm. Oh, yeah. David Greggs. Yeah. And um, they used to have their own products. And in my th- I was only there for two years. Um, and, they were, and because I'd sold so many jars of their homemade marmalade, <laughs> I won. A, I won a prize for the shop <laughs> through Graves right, for selling marmalade and what That's was how it? I think about selling paintings, really. If I think of marmalade Yeah, actually, yeah, you're a you born know, salesman you
0: know, from uh, the from the outset. You know. Well, I was
1: because they were going to promote me. You see, now, but then but the doctor had yeah. seen me. Knew the c- principal of the art college. Yeah. Then written a letter, handwritten letter, and sealed, and gave it to my mum. saying, give it to Brewer. Tell him to take some drawings to the art college. Mm-hmm. Now I had to have a choice then, because they were then going to send me on to manag- managerial, at oh. the, my my workplace, and I was earning more than my mother. You yes. Know, so that was a big. Bl- yes,
0: yeah, so that was a hard choice. Yeah. So yeah. He,
1: anyway, he, I came home and he said, yes, he likes my work. He wants me to go there. Um, she thought part time in the evening. Yeah. You see. So I said, but he wants to see you, and um, took her there. And of course, he told her everything. He thought that I'd be pr- quite promising there, and doing blah, blah, and all that stuff. And she said, she looked at me, and she said my face, and I was so intent, because I wanted to go. And I, she thought, if I say no now, it would be awful. It would be yes, terrible. Yeah. So she said yes. And that yeah. Anyway. It is
0: interesting though, because you're a similar generation to Derek Darman who someone have written about quite a lot. And his father Dungeoness. was it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, was a military yeah. man, and he made Derek Darman go to King's College first, to get a proper degree before he was allowed to go to the Slade. So that was a kind of line of thinking at that time that people didn't necessarily see being an artist as a Proper profession, you had to sort of get something Absolutely, behind you, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, so in yeah. a way, maybe it was good that your mother was a single parent because she had carte blanche to say if that's your dream. She did follow yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. And you had quite a close relationship with your mum, didn't you? Because I saw you exhibit. She came to painting herself, didn't she? she later, did, yeah, And yeah, then you yeah, exhibited yeah. a, a l- couple of times her. in yeah. Norwich as uh-huh. well. At the yeah. theatre Royal one time,
1: mm. and the last time after she died, actually, yeah. I, I showed her work in. Yarmouth Library in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Good show. It was a big show. And I put seven of her works in.
0: Yeah.
1: To frame them up lovely. And I mean yeah. she was so intense. And the one she did then was she did between the ages of eighty seven and ninety one, those yeah. ones. But she carried on till she was ninety eight. So well, it's mm.
0: incredible. Mm. And painting flowers mainly. She yeah. was fond of painting flowers. I'll show you flowers. some if you come yeah, back the to yeah. the studio. Mm. Yeah. So so you went to the art school, what was it like at the art school at that time? Well,
1: the principal was a tiny little guy and always dressed with a, a suit on and a waistcoat and tie. Yeah. Very dapper. Yes. He, he'd been a silversmith at Royal College or something, but he's he was more craft side really, yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. yeah. Very proper. Yes. You know. We we're talking about um, Norwich and yeah. <laughs> the galleries, <laughs> and that, you yeah. know, but it was that sort of proper thing. Yeah. You know. hmm.
0: And so, was it? Was it what kind of education was it? Take it. There was sort of life drawing. There was. It was the old NDD yes. National Diploma, yes. you know,
1: and two years uh, intermediate. Yeah. And you could, and you had a half, you know, had a day, a half day of life drawing, yeah. half day of craft. Yes bit of writing stuff and yeah. you know uh, yeah. that sort of stuff you know yeah. you covered everything and then you could after the two years you could then concentrate on You're or move away but it? I didn't move away because my mum really yeah and she needed and yeah. I gave her my grant uh, I, I, yeah. I, I worked in, at Matthew's rest, uh, restaurant and coffee bar every Saturday yes every holiday yeah Easter summer because as you say it's it um. A it's a holiday side place, yeah. you know, very So busy. in the
0: high season, lots of holidaymakers yeah. coming in, yeah.
1: So I worked and lived on my tips as well, yeah. and... Uh so was and that and charm that. was coming
0: through again <laughs> first, first the sales of the marmalade and then the tips in yeah. the coffee shop well, I used to so give it was the was quite
1: lucrative. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I'd give the old g- yeah but you used, to have a, you used to have a glass pedestal for the cakes yep they'd, they'd take the cakes and you had to record how many they'd eaten afterwards yes but to get more tips I'd sort of just let two go every now and then <laughs> i <I'd do> that <laughs> <laughs> <Venus> <laughs> cakes yeah uh, excellent <laughs> so great. they were feeding them out ooh he's a good boy isn't he you know <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, so I lived on that, gave my yeah. mum, which was only thirty shillings a week, yeah, which was about two pounds less, and I was yeah. earning at David Gregg's actually. Yeah. So, but, so yeah.
0: you were, so you were working all the time, quite prolific. You were drawing, painting. Yeah,
1: and especially the second two years, yeah. I just I could have gone away to Camberwell or St Martin's or something like that. I wanted to do sculpture first of all, and uh, then painting. But okay. Yarmouth College didn't, was really illustrational. Yes, so I did lots of drawing and yeah. then and, and the second two years, I just traveled up and down i mean Braden was always here, of course, and I loved it and uh, and the students I knew used to walk Braden quite often as well with their shotguns. Yes I want you know, to ask you about the story you know.
0: that I've heard <laughs> about walking along the edge of Braden water with two friends yeah. from art school who had shotguns under their arms and what happened next? People could
1: walk along here with guns you see th- yeah. before it's protected. Yes. and uh, you know, <laughs> Right so that one was called Brian Wolseley I think he called him Brian yes he was He's mad as a hatter. Yeah, he's driving a motorbike. Always coming off, breaking limbs and things. And the other one would be called Kit Carson. And Kit Carson was a animated cowboy figure when I was young. Yes. Yeah. He used yeah. to wear buckskin fringe, fringes, fringes yeah. flapping. This guy was the other one. <laughs> <He's> the Because <laughs> his name is Kite. Yes. Kite. He, but uh-huh. he used to wear. I shouldn't say all these names because they. I know I naming you know, and shaming. I lo- of I lo- you know. know Retrospectively, we call him Kit Carson anyway. <laughs> you know, but he'd walk along with his, his fringes. <laughs> Fluffy, that you know, with his gun, you know. Yeah. So.
2: Within this smoke There is nature calling Within this smoke There is sacred geometry Within this smoke There is an ancient wisdom Within this smoke There is the song of the sun Within this smoke There is all the seasons gathered. Within this smoke, there is a connection to everything. Within this smoke, there is self-healing. Within this smoke, there is overtones. Within this smoke, there is undercurrent. Within this smoke, there is the moon's pull. Within this smoke, there is a new path. Within this smoke, there is a heart beating true. Within this smoke, there is a fresh breath. Within this smoke, there is the warmth. within this smoke there is the pleasure of death within this smoke there is the god (laughs)
0: Should probably, <laughs> we, talk we, should about, pro- we should probably yeah. mention I'm looking about, to see a little bird the there. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah so there's one can there. Can you
1: see it? Between yeah. those two posts. Yeah. So mm. I was looking up, I thought
0: this was really interesting. Obviously, we know um, on this lovely area here but there's so many birds that come to overwinter. So there's golden plovers, widgeons, lapwings, berwick swans, <laughs> um, dunlins, sanderlings. And, and also escaped flamingos, which I found amazing.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, from zoos mm. and
0: things. Apparently they come here sometimes also. And then the breeding species, common terns, shell ducks, shovelers, oyster catchers, and yellow wagtails. But I'm glad that you mentioned about the you know people shooting birds because obviously, historically, people would make a living as wild fowlers, wouldn't they? That they would come down, um, you know, there was boatmen, there were fishermen, but there were also wild fowlers who would come down and sort of um, look You'd for... punt bu- guns, too. Punt guns, know, right, exactly, you know, yeah.
1: see a you know, load of ducks and that, and just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah and they shoot backwards for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also collecting
0: eggs as well, which wouldn't be a thing we'd be doing oh, yes, nowadays. But that that we was used to much al- yeah. with
1: Colin years ago in, yeah. G- in Norwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But that was all seen in those days as just part of that kind of culture of kind of um you know, gathering things, wasn't it? Whatever was to hand. Um Defin- yeah, we can definitely. see quite a lot of birds here. But look, now, at look at the light
1: changing now yeah. since we first came, yeah? yeah? It's, it's getting warmer br- on the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful, yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, so mm-hmm. this, is, this um, I think it was one like the Guardian or the Telegraph in um, their colour supplement a few years ago, and they had the 10 best walks in Britain. Yes. And this came out top. Yeah, it doesn't You're surprise dead. me mm-hmm. actually.
0: There's a lot to see, isn't there? Mm. I mean, I was looking because I like collecting these little books about the sort of history of the Broads and things. And I last night I was looking through this, and it just, as if by magic, fell open at the page for Braden Water, and then it had this amazing description about if you um, start your cruise from Yarmouth on a murky November day when the tide is near the flood, and head out across Braden to the junction of the rivers Waveney and Yare. In these conditions, the middle of Braden Water can seem the loneliest place on earth. <laughs> It's a great salt lake, four miles long and a mile wide and high water when a stiff breeze whips up the spray and the low banks are lost in the murk. It needs little imagination to picture oneself in the middle of an ocean miles from anywhere. But do not be misled. Braden can be a treacherous lady. Mm, Keep between the two rows of marker posts and you have naught to fear. Yeah, Yeah, there they are right in front of Mm. us now. Stray beyond and in less time than it takes to tell you you're caught fast on the mud as the ebb runs out at an almost unbelievable rate. What one moment looks like a vast inland sea is in minutes transformed into a comparatively narrow channel flanked by low banks of dull grey mud. And if you do get caught there's nothing to be done but make yourself as comfortable <laughs> as possible <laughs> wait for the next tide and then get off fast That's exclamation true. mark And I've seen <laughs> I've seen them stranded here too boats here till the
1: tide comes in again yeah yeah, yeah. But tides in days. Yeah. yeah, but this idea mm. of
0: a sort of vast inland sea is quite a lovely idea as well, isn't it? So, I mean, you've mentioned, although you don't really paint water that much, you feel that the your studio, in fact, is oh, in between the sea absolutely. and the river. And so that reflected light and that...
1: That's what gives that light. this that beautiful. Yeah, light. that is feeling real of being really? near water has yeah.
0: is, yes. is, is, is been yeah. quite important because you're... You use really vibrant colours in your work, I've noticed as well. That is kind of your your colours are kind of, I suppose, I would see them as being in the kind of same kind of areas like Paul Clay or Max Darnst or something. There's a lot of texture, there's a lot of colour, they're quite atmospheric. It's probably because I
1: wasn't trained as a painter, <laughs> I was a printmaker print at yeah, Royal College. Well, <laughs> I, think they're, yeah. I think they're
0: wonderful. I mean, I did wonder if you could talk a little bit about some of the people that appear in, in your work because you, you, you mentioned that you'd. Um, been a fairly frequent visitor to Yarmouth Hippodrome, and and there's people that perform in the circus, and, yeah. and they've kind of popped up in your work quite a lot over the years. Can you tell me about when you first went to the circus and how you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I went there. Well, it was Peter J and Christine J, his wife, that runs the circus. Now the children have grown up. I mean, the youngest son is taken over, and he's doing a great job with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, when I first went there, I just thought, I just, I wanted to go to a place where I could see a lot of people, a lot of action with sketchbooks and draw. You know, yeah. I'd been teaching at Lowestown Art College part time, and then when Thatcher came along, that all fizzled out, sort mm. of thing. You know, so I thought, well, I'd, yeah, I'll go, on, I'll go on my own, and um, I went down saw Peter Jay, and of course they were much younger in those days and a little <laughs> bit more. Bit wary of people coming in, in fact, because they had animals at the back. You know, <gasps> yes, of course,
0: what
1: lions, 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 camels. Uh, you know, d- d- yeah, elephants, incredible elephants. Yeah, wow, yeah. dogs, of course, but um, yeah. So, oh, and llamas and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. So you could go certain places and he wanted to be, you know, to put it out. And he thought I was only going to be there for a day or something Mm. like that. He has other people come before. Yeah. And he'll tell stories now to people now. And now he's all... he said, "Oh well, brewer came He said, oh, "I thought, yeah, all right. He's going to be here for a day, and um, <laughs> that he was here for two years, <laughs> day and night. Became a, a you fixture. Know, yeah, exactly. know. Yeah, but was that also mm. that
0: people started to relax because you were sort of part of the furniture, so oh, yeah. so you could draw quite easily, and they mm. sort of they they were like, oh, he, yeah. there he is again. Yeah, you know, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And,
1: yeah and I mean, I could go anywhere I wanted then. After that, yeah, really, you know, yeah. and they've got lots of the drawings and paintings anyway. Yeah, the yeah. The Jay family." Yes, so, <coughs> but that's so also
0: uh, a circus that revolves around water as well, isn't it? Because they've got that incredible kind of a, the floor drops away and it fills with water, and then they're jumping through the hoops and everything. It's yeah. quite a remarkable place, isn't
1: it? That's yeah, incredible, that mm. isn't it? I said that's only one one of three through Europe actually. Yeah. One in Blackpool Tower. Yep. This one, which yes. is now the only existing one, I think. Yes. I'm not sure if the one in I think it's Moscow or mm. St Petersburg. I can't remember, but yeah. in Russia. Yeah. So, yeah, it's
0: certainly one of the very mm. special things about Absolutely. this area. Isn't yeah,
1: fantastic, and it's doing so well. It really is without animals nowadays. But um, yeah, so I've got about three thousand drawings and sketchbooks of uh, of all that those people and the people I knew. And, uh, and the clown at that time in '84 um, came over. He was Italian, and it, he was the sort of robust clown. that uh, uh, Forgot what they call him exactly now, but the one who runs about, plays a bit of instruments. The other one was more t- tall and stately, younger, with a white white face clown with lovely clothes, you oh know, buttons and, yeah, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, they were they were pretty good, actually. And um, I think he's still alive, but he, he must be well in his 70s now, or older, near 80, mm-hmm. in Italy, back there. Um, so that was fun. I got to know them and, and one or two others. Uh, Oh, God, the guy that used to, and his son. And he was running around these big wheels, that, you know. So, oh, yeah, So wow. they had little um, dressing rooms at the back, mm. so I could go and sit in between performances and draw them yeah. as well. Yeah. And the other people that were around the back. Instead, yeah. you know. yeah. And other times I was working within the circus, sitting next to people. Mm. I first thought I'd take some water and uh, brushes and try some water pastels and things and... But of course, when the lights went off and dark and that, and you knocked the water over the next person sitting next to you, it's not so good. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the end, I ended up with a waistcoat with just two pens in in the book. Oh,
0: so you had just Mm. worked with the pens then? Yeah. And And then when you were in your studio, you could maybe like work from those studies and make larger scale pieces. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lovely. But um,
1: but nowadays, of course, now I I still go back and do some drawings and Mm. that. But with colour, it's very difficult because they use it very much as a light show now as well. Yeah. And you can't tell what colours you're putting down anyway, because they all change. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true, isn't it? Yeah, Mm. because they have more of a sort of sonnet lumière kind of thing, do not it? It goes dark. Yeah,
1: yeah, it does. Yeah, Yeah, but it's fantastic. Mm. I love the armours. I mean, that's terrific. I really, really think um, we've got some really good spaces for um, up the south end for um, studios. Really, yeah. Really big, I mean, I've noticed
0: know. that quite a lot of people seem to be drawn to kind of move up to Norfolk, especially artists. It's obviously it's less expensive to live and work here than it would be in London, for example. But then you also have this amazing possibility to be in a sort of quite vibrant town like Yarmouth or or Cromer or obviously Norwich is the you know one of the biggest uh cities in the area but then you've got this incredible proximity to s- wild spaces like this we're just within a few moments 20 miles isn't yeah, it yeah, 21 yeah, miles there you are and you're you know, you know we can't see yeah. any other humans right now but we can see lots and lots of birds yes and it's very kind of peaceful and beautiful. It's I mean very still today, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Really still. And it's, it's quite rough. I mean, as yeah. I said in that
1: little bit passage you read out, yeah. I mean, when it is rough you can see the waves chopping all the way through. Yeah. Know, yeah. There's such a strong current here.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean one of the things that's quite interesting about Yarmouth I think as well is the, um, that kind of flat, long horizon, because unlike some of the other um, towns that are built around cliffs, you know, with those kind of crumbly, kind of eroded cliffs. Actually, I read a description last night that the the stone in Norfolk it's because it's that soft stone it dissolves like brown sugar in <laughs> coffee. <laughs> it was described as, yeah, which I thought right. was kind of amazing. But obviously here, this is different, isn't that. it? So you mm, yeah. so you've got just that long, stretched out kind of horizon, which is so striking. I love it. It's so striking I love when you first. I mean, it's amazing in David Copperfield when it's described. I still feel it's very resonant. Those descriptions you can still see the Yarmouth that's in David Copperfield here now, can't you? As well, they have still yeah, got yeah, that kind yeah. of amazing uh, quality that of something that's stayed quite similar. But yet it's it in has the moved. Copperfield, as well. but yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, what do you think's changed? What would you say's changed? Although obviously some stayed the same here with the um, well,
1: apart from the New Bridge. Nothing's changed here really. You know, mm. I mean. <coughs> the old railway bridge was blown up, I think, in the 60s, I think, early 60s. Um, but really, this stretch has not changed at all, the same as the Acre Strait has not changed. I mean, people keep wanting to duel it. It runs all the way along the side of um, Braden, as you can see the traffic now going to Norwich, you know, um, from that distance. And it's still a single, you know, carriageway, really. So Yarmouth, is quite cut off in that sense, you know. I mean, people to get in and out, mm. it is difficult. We're right on the edge, aren't we? You know, northly next stop Holland, really, I guess. You know. Yeah, mm. and th- I mean
0: that was one thing that I mm. noticed that, um, despite kind of like living on the edge, as it were, lots of artists from this region have quite strong links with Holland and Germany. And I noticed that in your career, you've exhibited in lots of different places, like um, in Zurich and. In, in all kinds of different yep, places yep, and yep. It, it has been said hasn't it that the, the end of Yarmouth Pier is closer to Holland than it is to London I think that's quite <laughs> an interesting little <laughs> I, d- <fact. laughs> right, I didn't know if um, that. probably is yeah yeah I, yeah I like those mm. kind of resonances mm. of the crossover between all the the strangers who came to do the weaving and those kind of quite long-standing connections between Europe and and here yeah, I mean it is interesting those kind of links between especially all the kind of the windmills and things isn't it that it's um, I was listening to the earlier mm. podcast done for the series and they were talking about how although the um, countryside is protected now and of course this is a site of special scientific interest, at the same time there's that interesting history of it being kind of dug out, of being made it and then having to be managed was, with yes. the drainage. It yes and for, managing for Pete. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Mm. So that so it's an interesting kind of combination of factors is sort of the, the man made and the wild and uh, In between people kind of making their living in in different ways that 's the centuries I see yes. i mean it, mm. it's,
1: it's, I just love it, I just love the light as i say i <coughs> I, c- I will often come this way which is longer way round for me to come over the bridge to Goldston, but I do yeah, just to see this yeah, just and to to if I see future, it or, yeah. and I mean they must have gone mad in the cars because I, I'm going driving along and I've seen this beautiful sunset of rain <laughs> reflect and I'm just screaming and shouting you know <laughs> 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 God help it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm.
0: Yeah, why not? Mm. No, I think that when you live in a place like this, you're much more conscious of sunrise and sunset mm. and the changing constellations and um, the different moons as well. You see that a lot more, don't yeah, you? That yes, you really yeah, you're much yeah. more aware of it. Yeah. I mean, they say in Norfolk, it's a hundred and eighty degrees sky, which I think it's is fantastic, it, isn't it? You know, I love the lowlands. Yeah. I do
1: love it really, in yeah. that because I my first job was in Derbyshire. After all, college and part time uh-huh. in Chesterfield. And although it's pretty, you know, the, the sort of hilly and mountain know, there, mm-hmm. I still love the flat country. I love to be able to see this far as you said as you mentioned earlier, to be able to see right across the landscape, you know. It's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I m- think one of the things that really interests me the most is that a lot of the centres for artistic production are, are cities and historically it's the cities that have been really kind of celebrated. But I think we're sort of coming into this in this post industrial age, people are realizing that if they live and work outside a major city if they live in the countryside or if they live in a kind of a, a city that's maybe um not so densely populated they might have more opportunities for uh, to live in a more uh, creative way less pressure on them financially Abs- b- but, but also less pressure yeah. spiritually you could say if you have the opportunities. You not see. not so many distractions. Yeah, to focus. Yes, right. Yeah, to yeah. so maybe not be distracted by yeah. what other people are doing, to find your own idiosyncratic way of, of expressing yourself, but also just making that time for well-being, for doing things like going for a walk, looking at the sunset and so on. I think... Um. People are increasingly starting to realise that those are the things that make life enjoyable. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, and that yeah, o- and true. that feed everybody's uh, life, whether they're an artist or a writer, um. Or you know, I think everybody's an artist, really. You know, I think everybody's got it in them to do that. And uh, one of the things mm. about this area mm. is that I think people have got the possibility to make sand castles, to build dens you know, to make paper aeroplanes, you know, to do those kind of things that are using your hands um, and getting in touch with, you know, those kind of things. It's, whereas in the city, you're quite often just going and buying stuff from a shop. Uh, and mm. this is a great place mm. to grow things because there's so much sun as yes. well, you yes. know. So, yes. yeah, my um, my husband's uncle was telling me that um, East Anglia is considered something like one degree... Off subtropical, there's just slightly too much rain, you know, to for it to fall into that category. But it's certainly a great place for growing things, isn't it? Flowers, fruit and veg, all sorts of things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It was a great pleasure to meet you, really lovely and so interesting to hear all about your, your time at Yarmouth.
1: Well, yeah, and you as well, and, <laughs> and, your, and your writing too as well, which I don't know much about as we've only just met, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's lovely to meet you.